Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living on Blockchain. Today, we are speaking to Alec Vergara. He is leading Earth Fund's community team, which is responsible for growing an engaged global community of people that wants to help fund big ideas with the potential to change the world. Earth Fund is doing phenomenal work in the space of decentralized philanthropy. It was a, quite a conversation covering uh, Earth Fund's future endeavors and what is happening with the uh, token, the native token that they have, their, the utility of that token, and uh, just the Web3 space in general. So can't wait for you guys to hear this. Let's deep dive right in. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for taking out the time to speak to us. How are you doing today? Hey, Tarusha, everything's good. Thankfully, I'm, I'm really excited to have this podcast today. Likewise, I'm really looking forward uh, to hearing from you and what you're doing with Earth Fund. So tell us a little about, uh, you know, Earth Fund, a little about you, how you got into the Web3 space. Yeah, so Earth Fund is a DAO out of a box platform for any cause okay. uh, that's, that's meant to do good for the world. So that's going to make the world a better place. Quick example of that would we have the Never Alone cause, which is for mental health and wellness. We have the Carbon Commons mm -hmm. cause, which is for reforestation and just really working towards a, a more green planet. And we have also female empowerment cause which just was started recently to, to help women that have been through abuse and neglect uh, to get over it and, and to get stronger uh, going through conferences and uh, working with therapy. So it's, it's really, uh, those are the, the three first causes, but really it's for anything that's making the world a better place. And it's all the tools that any community would need to start a DAO, to have support for the DAO and to grow it. So that's, that's a little bit wow. of a background on Earth Fund. Yeah. Well, that sounds brilliant. That's that's so uh, inspirational. So, how did you you know decide to start something like this, and how did you get into the web three space? Yeah, so I've had a particular desire to be within philanthropy and 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 just really community building and and doing better for the world for the past five years or so. So I started getting actively involved within community at a at a local level. But as you know, you fast forward a little bit to the past two years. Uh, I started learning a little bit more mm -hmm. about DeFi. Uh, it was actually during that whole SafeMoon growth cycle, right? Where they exploded to like a multi-billion dollar right. market cap. And within that, uh, I was actually uh, mm -hmm. in in a friend's garage. And I, we were talking a little bit about how, how okay. cryptocurrency worked, how swapping tokens worked, all that stuff. And I, you know, I, I taught him how to use PancakeSwap uh, in order to get SafeMoon. So we, we kind of talked okay, about okay. it for a couple of weeks. Uh, right. He got it. We got it. You know, we, we started seeing, you know, some investments grow. Then uh, both of us got into this project that was actually a, a token to help military veterans, right? With, with uh, mental health, with wellness. Wow. And we both were seed investors and we saw the company go to a $70 million market cap within like 10 days or seven days. So my very small investment of $30 all of a sudden became $170,000 within wow. a week's time. Yeah, he, he invested like about $2,000 and all of a sudden, you know, he sees a $6 million uh, investment. So, you know, we, we didn't, that's not what we realized. It's not what we actually took out of the market. But, you know, at that moment, both of us were kind of like, wait a second, like this really has the power, this cryptocurrency really has the power uh, not only to crowdfund, but to really bring in a lot of money for a company in order to build a, a very nice product, mm. you know, a nice platform, good technology. So that that person that I'm talking about is actually Adam Bolt. Uh, and he's who I would consider the architect of the Earthfront okay. platform. And he really, really 
you know, he's really the the spine. He's really the, the architect. He's the one that's brought everything together and keeps moving the project forward. So shout out to Adam if he's listening. Wow. Wow, that, that's that's amazing. That's so great. The things kind of just got together and, you know, everything worked out. Uh, and, and you guys uh, created something uh, that, that's, that's going to change the world, at least make the world a better place. So do you feel that decentralized decision-making is important? You know, especially now with, with the geopolitical scenarios that, are keep, that are play out and, you know, they have like a repercussion everywhere in uh, every part of the world. Repercussions are felt, you know, with, with the feds making decisions or with the, the ongoing war. Everybody is facing the brunt of it. So how important do you think decentralized decision making? I think, I think decentralized decision making is extremely important uh, at, at the very least as an option. So if, if you kind of look at big picture during the, the COVID restrictions and lockdowns and times, uh, there was a big pull to centralized government, right? To, to centralize decision making. Uh, and it just so hmm. happened at the time, decentralized decision making also started pulling the other way. Um, and I think that the, the answer lies somewhere in the middle, right? Okay. It's, given, it's given people the ability to have a voice. It's given people the ability to have the software and tools that they need to, to make hmm. decisions. You know? And I, I, think, I think that that's extremely important. I think as we move closer to, you know, as we start inching towards this uh, technology-driven future even further, uh, I think it's going to be extremely important. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, it, it's all about balance and what you said that, you know, it it has to be, that's the future. That is what you're aspiring to, uh, you know, get to. But uh, it, it is a process and this meeting in the middle would help as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the interesting thing is, and one of the, the biggest reasons I got into the world of Web3 is it, it's a blank canvas. So every single right. day I'm learning something and everybody that I'm working with, they're learning something new and, and you know, there's going to be bumps along the road. There's going to be places where you have to pivot to create the right product and platform and technology. But in that sense, we're pioneers. And as we've, we've said early on Absolutely. in the company, you could tell who the pioneers are by the arrows in their backs. You know, when you're going into unknown <laughs> yeah. land, yeah. right? You, you, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's the way to tell. And, and I, that's something that me and the entire team is very proud of saying that we're, we're trying to accomplish and we have accomplished. Wow, that's that's wonderful. How how large is your team? Um, it it depends. You know, it, sometimes it it's gotten all the way up to like sixty people. Um, and the interesting part of that is that it's an international team. So you have people that are involved that are in Canada, the U.S., uh, South Korea, Japan, okay. uh, UAE. At some point, we had people in Ukraine as well. Uh, we had some people within Russia as well. We've had people in from the Netherlands. So you know, it, it's uh, the UK. So it's really a global project um, right now uh, as, as we're kind of shifting focus from building a product to creating support for a product. I would say we're, we're a core team of about 15 people, give or take. So, you know, it, it, there, there's been a lot of movement within the project itself, but honestly, right. seeing so many different countries come together is really motivation for, for me and for the team to just keep pushing and, and creating the best thing possible. Wow, that, that's great. I think, you know, in any uh, fledgling startup or any new idea, when you're trying to build it, there is a lot of movement in the team and that is like, that's expected. But as long as everybody is aligned and working towards the common goal, I think, uh, you know, great things can great things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, if you look at like the global crypto market too, that, you know, for, right. for people that were building, 
uh, maybe some people got unmotivated during this whole FTX and, and crypto winter debacle. Um, so it, it's very interesting to see the overall mood of the builders change a bit. But, you know, our team knows like this, this is this is part of a cycle. We're going to keep building because we're, we're potentially building infrastructure for the future, you know. Absolutely. I think, you know, the ethos of decentralization have come to the fore again, especially when this FTS thing happened because it touched on so many uh, people. And then people were saying that, okay, the crypto market was a scam and is a scam. And, you know, it's probably going to be, it, it's now uh, dead. But, uh, you know, I felt very differently about the whole thing. I thought that this entire FTX uh, debacle or any centralized entity failing for that matter, it reinforces why Web3 exists. I think decentralization is one of the main ethos of Web3. And when, you know, you're putting your trust in centralized entities and then they're failing, then they are nothing better than the existing system that we had. So, you know, there was a need to change that. And that is why Web3 came in. But if you're still putting your trust in the centralized entities, then, you know, it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit against the ethos of Web3 in general. That's, that's an excellent point. And, and it always brings you back to the same uh, phrase, not your keys, not your crypto, right? Not your coin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. If, if if you're not if you're not taking control of your crypto, at least for the ones you're planning for long term, it's not yours. And the whole FTX yeah. thing and and you know many uh, instances in the past couple months and and years uh, have shown people mm. that you, know, you, you stop making the same mistakes. You know. Yeah, it's all it's about time, right? I think this is like the FTX debacle was so bad on so many levels for so many people and it's horrible. But, you know, on a macro level for the industry, I feel that this is just driving out those bad business practices and, you know, really reinforcing that decentralization is the way to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you feel this that decentralization is also the way to go for philanthropy? You know, the future of philanthropy is perhaps the bedrock is uh, decentralization. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting to think that philanthropy has grown so much in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. uh, let's say the past decade, mm -hmm. and that's without having true transparency, right? That's without that's true. Having, having democratization. That's without making the small person believe that that what they're doing can have a large impact on someone across the world or even in their in their own town. I believe that decentralization and, and the types of platform like what we're building really is the future for philanthropy because again, it shows transparency. You know, if I donate X amount of money or I contribute X amount, where's that yeah. money going? I, yeah, I yeah. See it's so important needs. to know that, right? You only get that sense of satisfaction when you actually see that okay, some work is being done with your money. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, seeing how much percent goes to where, right? Like how much is a exactly. fee, how much is this? That That's, that's once, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why we worked on it. We wanted to turn the giving economy on its head. Once that's complete, you know, once people start accepting that as the norm and, and demanding it, uh, I think that people will be more incentivized for giving, for philanthropy. Uh, another thing here in the U.S., there's tax credits when you give money. Um, so we're working right. on a KYC process to, to allow people to give crypto donations and they'll be tax you know, deductible. So that's another incentive, you know, another reason to incentivize people into donating. And also, we're looking at a younger generation coming in, you know, Gen right. Z, millennials, that they're looking at the world from a different scope. You know, they're, they're demanding more power within their jobs. They're demanding to have access to hybrid or stay-at-home uh, offices. So with with a generation mm. like that coming in, you're, it's it's pretty clear to see that 
the giving side of things, the giving economy is also going to start shifting a bit. And as those that generation starts aging, they're going to expect the same things from the organizations that they're contributing to. They want more power within decision making. They're, again, they're going to want more transparency. So seeing all these things is one of the factors that really drove us to, to build this DAO out of a box platform and, and really change the giving economy. Yeah, I think that that is like a wonderful point. I feel like the new generation is so much more aware about what they want. They're they're getting more and more clear about, uh, you know, what, what they will not accept and what is acceptable to them. And for that, I think, you know, that was become very important, like not just with philanthropy, but with other aspects as well. But uh, just for our listeners, okay, would you mind explaining what is the DAO and how, how, do, how does somebody go about launching the DAO? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll tell all, all the listeners that the DAO is kind of in its early teenager stage where it doesn't really know what it wants to be, let's say. But I'll, I'll do my best to outline what a, a DAO is. So a, right. a DAO is yeah. a decentralized autonomous organization. And what this decentralized autonomous organization does best very shortly is uh, it, it uses software in order for people to vote on proposals. Uh, so a group of like-minded individuals come in together into, let's, let's just say, a, a podcast sharing group, uh, just to make it something that we're doing right now. They come together and they can propose uh, which episode will be next. And everybody that's within the DAO can right. vote whether they want that proposal to happen or not, uh, whether they want to hire people to come onto that group or yeah. not. Uh, and depending on which DAO it is, there, you know, it goes way down into the rabbit hole of how, which decisions people are making. Um, but basically, the benefits of that is you can see long term all the proposals and who voted which way. But more importantly, you can start creating these uh, international groups of people that, that you know, their communities that come together, they work together, and they can band together and, and, and in our case, raise funds for money across the world to make the world a better place. Wow, that's 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 great. I think that was a wonderful explanation that you had for DAOs there. So you, you know, let's go back to Earth Fund. <laughs> I think it's a, it's it's wonderful when people can explain things simply. Uh, you know that that is something that I I really feel is very important in this uh, era where there is so much information. Right, you go online, there is so much information about Web three DAOs. It can be really overwhelming, and you know you summed it up very beautifully. Thank you. And, you know, uh, a lot of people use all this jargon. You know, we kind of talked a little bit before the interview, yeah. they use this jargon. And really, yeah. I encourage people who are listening that know about the world of Web3, make the language simple uh, because we want more Absolutely. people. We want mass adoption. So, so make the language as simple as possible, please. Absolutely. I think that is so important. I think, you know, especially, you know, my perspective has always been this. So I've been in uh, the deep tech space for like nearly 12 years now and i came uh, when i initially started i was a student of humanities okay so I'm, i was a self-taught techie and initially whenever i was like looking up things everything was so jargon filled and it was so difficult for me to get around things and then i kind of automatically because i learned everything on my own by reading and drawing analogies so now i try to give the simplest analogies because i feel that you know that is the best way to get people around to understand what you're building because you know you really as you said we want adoption you're not going to get adoption if you are talking in your own echo chamber with the words that are, you know few of us know and that's not going to help make this discourse become you know more massy yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I studied nutrition and dietetics in the, the, in the world of fitness, and I went really right. deep into how to explain things. And one, one of yeah. the best ways to explain it, it's, you hit it on the head, it's 
using similes and metaphors that are simple so people yeah. can visualize what you're talking about and more particular you know and, and, and more specifically if you can use something that relates to the person or you can make them laugh about it they'll never forget it they'll remember yeah. it for a very long time so i mean that that's scientifically backed and you know people that are listening again that are trying to explain it to their grandma their mom try to put it in their perspective right like let let their mind's eye see why uh you see value in these products or why you see uh, it being the future, you know, they, they may not be interested, um, but at least if you have a clear explanation, you'll get them closer to, to you know, have may perhaps be a little bit more interested. So, you know, Alex, you talked about how giving metaphors and similes is, is very important to get the information and make it perhaps, you know, more assimilable for everybody, even people who are perhaps not from this space. So keeping this in mind, who are some people in this space, and especially in the Web3 space or in the philanthropy space, who are doing it right, who you think uh, you know, are really putting out information or content, which is uh, easily digestible, so to say, uh, for everyone? I wish I had, a, I mean, I'd have to say first and foremost, uh, you know, I have to, I have to plug Earth Fund. We, we've really done a, a great job, I have to say, you know, I, I have biased opinion, but we've done a great job of really uh, trying to explain who we are and what we're doing at a very simple level. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as far as all the information on the website, as far as the copy, the, the way we display things, the tooling that we have, the user experience, it's always been the priority to make sure, you know, that grandma can use it. Uh, that's literally the thing right. that we've done since the beginning. But, you know, I, that I'm aware of people that are releasing video content that explain clearly what crypto is, uh, is very few and far between that I have seen. I don't want anybody listening that's doing a good job of doing that to say, hey, like, you know, you're dissing me. I just, I haven't right. really, I haven't dug deep um, to see hmm. who's doing it. But, you know, what one resource that I like to use, the Ethereum website, uh, they, right. they have a, a really good blog. Uh, where you can go into like the 101 of Ethereum and what they're doing. Yeah. I've seen, I've, I've used the, the Coinbase University before and they they do a pretty yeah. decent job of explaining things. Yeah. But it's difficult, right? It's very difficult. Uh, maybe, maybe that's something that I should start doing, but it, it's very difficult because the world of Web3, like I said earlier, is a teenager and it yeah. it's, it's, hasn't really fully identified as what it is yet. Like, you know, what it's going to be when it grows up, let's say. So the, the best advice that I could give to people is, is one that takes time right now. And it really is invest in learning, invest in, in trying to understand the simple part of, of uh, cryptocurrency. So, and blockchain and web three, um, literally what I do sometimes, I will go back to the basics and I will look up what is Bitcoin? How does Bitcoin work? Yeah. What is Ethereum? Like I, I've looked these things up, I don't know, tens to hundreds of times. But it's always good to go back and refresh it because this is a very fast changing world. Yeah. And, and you'd be surprised how one update can change how everything works, right? So, Absolutely. It's very dynamic. You know, you, I, I feel like I get up every day and you some, learn something new because there's so much happening. Yeah. And, and one, one other piece of advice that I'll give that we kind of started early with the project is don't, don't chase shiny objects. Yeah, that's good stick, advice. That's yeah, good. stick to the fundamentals, stick to the basics, stick to the things that, that you know, they seem like they're going to work. Because if you start chasing shiny objects in this world, you, you're good, you're just going to get overwhelmed and you, I don't think you'll really go anywhere. Um, try to stick to mm. something that you like. If you like philanthropy and DAO, stick to that and try to learn quite a bit of that. If you want to learn more about 
Bitcoin and how it started and the momentum, learn about Bitcoin. That's a really good place to start. Learn about Ethereum and what smart contracts yeah. and how they work and how, you know, potentially the future of business will all be done through smart contracts and taxes and all these things. So, you know, I, I wish I could give you a better resource, but really we're in a really young uh, world that that not many people that I've come across uh, can clearly explain a lot of these things. Yeah, absolutely. I think the resources that you've mentioned are really uh, good because, you know, they, they are extensive and it's easy to, as I said, it's easy to get drowned by all the information that is there online, right? When you're looking up just a single concept. So it's good to go to the, you know, OG places and get your information, which, which you know, would be verified and correct. But Again, it's very important to keep going and just, you know, get, get a new refresher every now and then, because this is a very, very dynamic space. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of history. Um, yeah, so if, same. If, if, yeah, I love, I love history. You know, they say those that forget history are doomed to repeat it, right? Yeah, um, we, we keep doing that as, as human <laughs> beings. I think not enough of us are interested in history and we keep going through the same cycles. Exactly, precisely. So, I, you know, I would encourage people listening, learn about Mount Gox, right? Learn about the Dow, the original Dow of 2017. Uh, yeah. Learn about the downfalls of each one and why they happened, you know, uh, learn a little bit more about what's happened with FTX, you know, uh, really learning about those things for me are the most exciting. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit chaotic, let's say, but you know, I, I like learning and analyzing and seeing the psychological factors between each one of those. And there's just so much information there. You know, why, what happened with Mount Gox? What, you know, what was the big deal about it? What happened with the Dow of 2017 and, and their investment money and why did it happen? So uh, it's good to learn those things so they don't happen to you, but it's also good to learn it from a, from a perspective of someone who wants to get more into Web3. Absolutely. I think I completely concur there. I think, you know, the more you read about these things, the more informed uh, you become. And moreover, mostly, I think everything comes down to human emotions. So that, that is, again, a very good argument as to why decentralization is the way to go so that at least there is consensus in the chaos. So, uh, you know, again, all good pieces of advice. Now coming to, again, circling back to Earth Fund, because I, I feel so uh, intrigued by what you guys are doing. So what is like the process? Uh, can anybody go and uh, create like a cause or is it causes that you specifically like choose? Because you mentioned that there are three that you know you guys are focusing on. And then how does that really uh, work? How does the DAO work? If you could just lay out the flow for me. Yeah, of course. So uh, right now, we have about 3,000 people that want to create causes and DAOs. Um, okay. So if anybody wants to go, they can just go on the website and check it out. Uh, right now we so have- So anybody this... can go there and become a part of the DAO? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to know. Yeah, so so uh, right now the platform is in the soft launch stage. Uh, everything's getting bumped okay. and you know, we're testing, but you can go on and you can actually start joining DAOs uh, and you can you know uh, put to create a DAO. It won't go live just yet, but uh, yeah, okay. it's, it's available for anybody to join in and check out. And really, you know, community has a big part of which DAOs and causes will remain on the platform and which ones get featured. Um, but okay. it has to be aligned with the vision, which is making the world a better place. Now, it's purposely a broad term, um, but, you know, we, we don't want, let's say, you know, the bank DAO coming in. I, I, I don't know if that's a real DAO. It might be a real DAO, but let's just say a, a, a financial bank DAO coming in. And using the platform right. as of now, we want people that are, you know, trying to, you know, again, 
uh, reforest Ghana. That's one of the projects that we did. We want people coming in that are really trying to, to do something that's, that's to make the world a better place. But yeah, and, and as far as our DAO is concerned, our DAO has had a couple of votes already, uh, one of which was delaying the vesting schedule. So everybody within the private and seed round uh, voted yes. The first vote was um, every, everyone voted for it. And basically, it just made everybody that was a seed and private round investor have to wait longer to get their investment back. So they waited an entire year. The next vote was actually setting it back another year because you know we have a group of investors and a, a team really that believes that this is a long-term uh, project. You know, this is something that that's going to bring it, it. God willing, it'll, it'll outlive all of us. You know, uh, and and hopefully live to our grandchildren and great grandchildren. Um, and then we we had another vote in the DAO to to restructure the way the, the company works. And you know, if you go into our snapshot, you could read all about it in specifics. Um, and then yeah. now the DAO votes on which causes will get featured. Um, also, wow. it, it has control of some assets of the parent company, so it'll be able to decide if the DAO is going to do uh, token buybacks or if it's going to fund specific projects and causes. So, you know, the, the hmm. DAO has, has a, a good amount of power over what's going to happen and what the potential of the platform is in the future. Okay, wow, that's wonderful. So they, this is basically, this is like a bit of an inception for DAOs. Like, you know, there is a larger DAO that you, you know, which kind of directs where Earth Fund will uh, head, but also the direction of the platform. And then users can create their own DAOs as well. Yeah, and, and just to make it simple for the listener, uh, think of as uh, each one of these DAOs has a ticket to get into, right? So if mm. you want to be part of the mother DAO, let's say you have the ticket, the mother DAO ticket, uh, they're actually tokens, but we'll call them mother DAO ticket. You go in and you can vote mm. on those. Things. <laughs> now let's say you're interested in the mental health and wellness, you get a ticket for that one, and then you can go in there and vote on those projects. Um, but if you want to participate in all of them, you're able to. Uh, we really wanted to create a place where people of all political alignments, of all mentalities and thoughts and ethnicities, uh, to have a place where they can go in and, and do something that they care about so that we can all work together uh, in different facets of the world and different facets of philanthropy and, and community building to really uh, bring everyone together. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're in a, sometimes it feels like we're in a pretty divisive world. You know, yeah. the way that you see the future and what you believe is right is the right path for the future may be different from mine. And that's okay. Uh, we, we, yeah. we, that's a we can agree to disagree, that. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disagree. I think the best ideas come from there. Yeah, and, and as long as, you know, we, we can work uh, to make it a little bit better in whichever way we believe, that's that's what our platform really wants to promote. So, you know, you can get your ticket or tokens into each one of these DAOs to really vote on what projects get funding. And the interesting thing about it is uh, you get rewarded for it. So you get rewarded in stablecoin and USDT for every project that gets funding. So let's say that the first wow. project we had was uh, hmm. the Never Alone cause with uh, Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Foundation. And they wow. uh, created, yeah, yeah, that was, it was pretty cool. They, they created artificial intelligence uh, for people who were having thoughts of suicide and, and depression. So they that project right. raised $100,000. Uh, of that $100,000, 7% goes out to the community. So everybody that was the token holder, like I said, the ticket holder, uh, that 7,000 was divided between all the token holders and they received USDT in their wallet. So, you know, wow, we really want to So you actually them. get paid to do the right thing. 
Exactly. So you're getting paid to vote and vet on these projects and to promote them across social media platforms and tell people, hey, this project needs funding. You know, if you're looking for a place to donate, this might be right for you. So, you know, again, we wanted to, to turn the, the, the world of giving on its head and really make sure that these nonprofits and these foundations are being transparent and that people participating in them are also receiving rewards. That's wonderful. This is, this is such a cool concept. And I think this will incentivize people to do uh, a little more as well, to give back perhaps. Uh, tell me a little about, uh, you know, what, what are your uh, future plans right now? What are you looking at from the perspective of Earth Fund? What, what are you looking at? Uh, what is the next big thing or the next big uh, milestone on your roadmap? So, you know, the hard launch and, and starting to onboard uh, these 3,000 uh, nonprofits and, and philanthropists and influencers that are interested in starting causes and DAOs on our platform, hmm. uh, definitely the main focus right now. Also, uh, we just changed the structure of the company to allow uh, larger investments to come in uh, to really okay. keep funding the growth of the platform. So that's something that, that we're pretty excited about. We've gotten a lot of good feedback from large investors. Um, but, but really it's about scaling, you know, giving good customer support, helping DAOs, giving DAO support for the new ones coming in. Um, I, you know, for me, I, I want to see this platform, like I said, have thousands of causes and have billions of dollars going through it to, to really know that, Hey guys, like we've done a lot currently we've, we've funded, um, you know, with the help of, of, uh, everybody coming in and, and contributing financially, uh, $170,000, 174, if I'm not mistaken, thousand dollars worth of, of, of causes and projects. And we haven't really officially launched yet. So, you know, that, that wow. goes into that. Yeah. Helping people, you know, helping veterans, helping people that, um, that were, were considering suicide, uh, in, in mental health and wellness, reforesting in, in, uh, Ghana. And I think it was Mozambique was the other one. I, I might get that one wrong. Uh, and then, like I said, the female empowerment fund of, of bringing four women that had been abused uh, into uh, learning centers to really get over their past trauma and their abuse in a good way. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm especially proud of that. The team is really proud of that. And we haven't even really uh, had our hard launch yet. So I see that growing tremendously, scaling that, uh, having the community also be incentivized and to be rewarded, um, you know, for, for continuing to vet these projects and comment on them and, and, and get on them. And I, man, if I seeing a million users on the platform, that's, that's when I close my eyes, that's, that's really what I'd like to see. Absolutely. I think uh, which founder doesn't like that to have more adoption for their product. So uh, speaking a little more about this, you, you know, you mentioned that uh, the, like, you know, you gave the analogy of the, uh, the mother ticket to that particular DAO. So you guys have like, like your native token as well. Yeah, so our native token is One Earth. Um, we're we're listed on okay. KuCoin and Gate.io, and it was very wow. interesting. Okay. The past couple of days, uh, we saw. I, I don't I don't normally talk about token pricing. I just again I, I'm I'm more into history and seeing uh, statistics. But in the right. past couple of days, the token just went completely viral, and on KuCoin wow. we had more trading volume than Ethereum. With wow, that's brilliant. Volume. More people yeah. are willing to look do good. That's that's brilliant. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, that was, you know, a huge milestone. We were we right. were uh, right under Bitcoin in 24-hour trading volume. We were like the top five most searched coin on KuCoin. And, you know, there, with that, obviously, there was a, a, a huge increase in price as well. 
Um, but mm. you know, just for me, the people going onto the website, like I see all the background analytics for the website and just seeing all those people that are visiting something we've worked so hard on and something that we believe in and something that we've been building, you know, through winter, uh, through the, the crypto bull run, through all of these things, it's, it really puts a big smile on my face and on the team's face to know like, Hey guys, we're, we're pushing in the right direction, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a huge, uh, you know, it, it's like reassurance, right, from your community that people really, are, you know, are aligned with what you guys are building. Yeah, precisely. And, you know, uh, something that we're really proud of, we rebuild our Twitter and our Telegram channels. So we okay. had at some point, there was like 50,000 Twitter members and like 100,000 Telegram channel members. And uh, one day, you know, a couple months ago, we're like, how do we know that these are real people? And we said, hmm. you know what? The best way to know that these are real people, we're restarting both of them. So we restarted our Twitter account and we restarted our uh, Telegram account. And we have lower numbers on Telegram now than, you know, than all these other people that are talking about. They're like, why are the numbers so low? But we're guaranteeing, like we're making sure that we are bot free. We're making sure that as, as close to bot free as possible, that's where hmm. we want to be. Uh, same thing in Twitter. Oh, because that's, we want to that's great. Yeah, we yeah, want to have no, that's community, you know? Well, why, you know, you're trying to be authentic, right? And uh, there's more more power to you guys for uh, doing something like that because that's incredibly brave. Yeah, I, and and it was it was kind of, uh, it was scary when we first happened, but we knew it was the right yeah. thing to do. <laughs> and, you know, we started getting a, a really engaged community and something that we're proud of. You know, we, we want to see real people in the platform. We want to see real people across all of our social media platforms. Um, so, you know, hop in, hop into the Telegram channel, hop into our Twitter space um, and, and Twitter itself, because, you know, if this is something that interests you, hearing your voice on those platforms really helps us out and really helps out the community. Awesome. So now, because we are, you know, kind of running short on time, I'm going to put two questions in one. So one is the utility of your token one earth, uh, you know, apart from voting, do you have any other utility associated with the token? That's one question. And the other is, do you have like a specific date in mind to, you know, go public for the launch? Um, so the, of the, platform. the, question, the, the, the first question was about governance on the token, correct? Yeah, so the governance of the token and, you know, what is the utility apart from voting for uh, different projects? Oh, yeah. Is there any other utility? Uh, and uh, the so, second is, uh, when do you go live? Yeah, so uh, those are great questions. I'm sorry, I, 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 I re-asked your question with my answer. So definitely, uh, part the, the, the main utility of the token is governance on the platform. Okay. We also experimented with uh, using the tokens in order to create new DAOs. So people would okay. have to have a minimum amount of one earth tokens in order to create their new DAOs. Um, right. so, but, you know, but, but really the, the biggest thing as a DAO should be governance, right? And the importance of Absolutely. governance highlighting it. And yeah, then, it's good to be focused, right? With your, even with your token utility, it's good to be focused. Otherwise it's scattered. And then, you know, you have another thing to worry about. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I've dealt with a lot of different software companies in the past mm -hmm. and, and the ones that focus on a lot of features none of them are good they're all decent yeah so yeah as exactly as you, you need really to be focused, focused. exactly yeah. exactly uh and and the answer for the launch uh we're 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 finalizing the final touches for everything for the hard launch um you know like i okay. said the platform is and the website are mostly ready to go like everything's ready to go you mm. can go on there now and have the full experience 
Uh, but really, we just wanted to have our community and people uh, check out and, and feel the platform, feel it out, let us know about bugs so we can resolve anything. Um, because what's, what's really interesting that I've learned in my time within this world is we want to launch things when they're perfect, but that's not the way it works. You want to launch things when yeah. they're good and ready. And then yeah. you want your community yeah. to get involved and really, you know, say, hey, check this out. Hey, and start reporting bugs. And you see that even within the largest companies with Google, with Netflix, with uh, Zoom, they always ask you, you know, how was your call? Was the communication good? They, they want you to give a thumbs up or thumbs down, give them a reason why. And that's because, you know, the, the software always evolves, right? So, you know, we, we encourage Absolutely. I, I think, you know, that is the only way to do it right, right? You can't wait for it to be perfect because then you'll be waiting forever. You need to ship it as soon as it's like, it, it works. And then iterate, iterate, iterate. Yeah, and anybody listening that's thinking about launching a business or a company or whatever, launch it, just do it. You know, it's never going to be perfect. And if you wait for it to be perfect, you're never going to launch it. Get it out the way. Then, then you know, version 2.0, version 3.0, version 1.5, whatever it is, make it better every single day. So, so you know, be be brave about that and just get it out into the world. Absolutely. So that's, that's really very important. So now, you know, because as I mentioned, we're running short of time, I would like to come to uh, you know, the last question, and this is a question that I ask everybody who comes on the show, if somebody is peering in from the outside, okay, uh, like from Web2, and uh, they, are, they are looking into Web3, what would be your advice for them to start living on blockchain? What would that be their advice? Um, I, you know, I would say dive in, just do it. Uh, we, we, the world of Web3 is getting closer to mass adoption because people that are UX de developers, so user experience developers, UI developers, uh, marketers, all of these different uh, professions are now starting to come in and starting to make things look cleaner and be more Web2 friendly. Just dive in, learn about it, start a small project, you know, get involved with a small one so you can, you can kind of have a firsthand feel for it. Um, but again, what I always say is if you're going to invest anything, invest your time time and learning, time and, 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 and feeling products. Um, and, you know, hop into the Earth Fund Telegram channel, ask those questions, you know, send me a Twitter DM or, or to at me right. on Twitter and anything you want to learn. If I know about it, I'll, I'll try to communicate the best I can. Right, I think that's that's really good advice. I think that's the advice that I give people as well, that, you know, that's, it's not good enough that, you know, you're just, just uh, sitting on the side of a spectator and just going through whatever information, like that's all theoretical. It's time, you know, the best way to learn in Web3 is to actually get your hands dirty. So, uh, you know, get involved with the project, uh, get involved in the community and see whether it, this is for you. There is There are so many opportunities in the Web3 space and, you know, anybody who's not trying to learn more is doing themselves a disservice, I think. Yeah, for the most part, people are really friendly in Web3 because they, they were in their, your same shoes not too long ago. So don't don't feel yeah. like, you know, I'm overwhelmed by all this. Like, no, a lot of people started becoming experts about a year ago. So make sure, you know, ask the questions. There's a lot of people in the community. There, there's a lot of scammers and fraudsters like everywhere, but there are a lot of people that are willing to answer and give you some type of guidance and advice to it. So definitely hop in learn as much as you can. Uh, I honestly believe this is the future and everything we touch in the future will be blockchain. So don't get left behind. Absolutely, absolutely. Those, those are worth the wise. So before we wrap this up, uh, Alex, any, any kind of parting words? Yeah, so uh, re reach out to me, please. Check out our website, earthfund.io. You know, check, check out my Twitter, of course. 
I always try to post uh, friendly things and things that, that bring inspiration, but also good information on Web3. My Twitter is at the Alex Vergara. You know, keep keep listening to the show. Uh, I've had a great time on this show and, and you know, promote it to your friends that people uh, outside of it know about it. And yeah, just just get involved with Web3, learn and, and be happy. You know, life is very short. Make sure that you're enjoying every moment and you're present uh, with your family and your friends. Wow, that's that's good advice. That's really good advice. That's, and, that's the uh, most important. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most important thing. And you know, I had checked out your site and your it, it's it's a beautifully made site, and I can't wait to explore it further. Uh, thank you so much, thank Alex, uh, really for doing the work that you are doing because I think it's wonderful. It's so inspirational, and you know, thank you for taking out the time to speak to me today. Thank you so much, Sarusha. I really appreciate being on the show, and I've had a great time. I hope you have an awesome day today. Okay. Yeah, likewise. Thank you.